What's going on, comic fam? It is your boy, the Bearded Comic Bro, and I am joined by the creators of the comic series, The Mall. I have Don Hanfield and I have James Hake with me today. Thank you guys so much for hopping on. Thanks for having us, man. So I know you guys are both super busy people. So um, I know I was looking up, I always try to prep of, you know, before I get on the interview of like, what do they got going on? What have they done? And you know, James, I know you have had your hand in a bunch of comics with Long Live Pro Wrestling and The Mall and Solar Flare, all these different ones. And Don, I feel like you have your hand in so many projects out there in Hollywood. I saw mm. you, you know, with the History Channel show and uh, doing some other Hollywood movies. So that, thank you guys just for taking some time to hang out and talk about comics, something that we love. So. No, our pleasure, man. We like I grew up reading comics, man, and and you know it's just it's it's it was a big part of my childhood, and and um, it's a joy for me to be back in the in the business doing comics myself. So stoked to be here. Yeah. So one of the things I like to just kind of always start out with asking is, what got you into creating comics? Um, well, take that me, first, then. Yeah. Go sure, ahead. man. Go sure, first. sure. And, you know, for me, I was uh, filming a show called Nightfall that I co-created in Prague. And I was there for six months without my family and we're in getting toward the end of the show and I was wanting to do something else. And I was under an exclusivity contract with, with, with that company for TV. So I decided to write a comic book and the comic book was the rift, which was just an incredible experience. I mean, you sort of, it's really kind of pure like comic creation is, I mean, I've been writing in Hollywood for many years and, it's just, it's just so amazing because you, you just you have an idea, you tell the artist, the artist sends you the pages. There's a very minimal pipeline between you and the finished product, and you're really kind of a part of the entire process. And I just really enjoyed it. It was like amazing. I read comic books as a kid. I never thought I would make one. And that comic ended up selling to Steven Spielberg and Amblin, and they made it as the last episode of Amazing Stories. So I just, it was just a great process all around, and I, I definitely loved doing it more and more. So. That's so cool. That's so cool. What about you, James? Yeah, man, I, I, just kind of my background. Yeah, I started reading comics when I was like eight years old. And I've, gosh, I've been collecting for many, many years. I don't know, it just dawned upon me, like, I've read so many. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I can't draw at all. I mean, my circles look like squares. <laughs> so I don't know, it just popped in my head about six years ago, like, hey, you know, why don't you try writing a comic? So I took a whole bunch of courses, read a whole bunch of books. Uh, actually about comic writing and uh, yeah I gave it a go and uh, kind of the rest is history I started with Kickstarter uh, did solar flare uh, six individual campaigns and then I met uh, Jim Pruitt and Brendan Deneen who you know were part of Scout at the time and had a couple other companies offer me contract for solar flare I got the warm and fuzzies from Jim and Brendan and kind of the rest is history now you know myself and Don are both partners at Scout our company has grown exponentially in the past two years, really in the past six months. It's like surpassed like three years worth of growth. Um, it's quite remarkable, but the team that we have together here at Scout, and uh, I don't know, I, I never pictured myself, and I'm sure Don didn't either, on this side of you know, writing, yes, but to actually help head and uh, helm this, this comic publishing entertainment company that we have and have so much success in a short amount of time is really just like an absolute dream come true but uh it's exciting it's one of those things where we try to continue to uh, partner with creators and creative teams that you know if you win i win i win you win kind of philosophy but it's, it's been awesome man I, I love comics i think all of us kind of have to to be in this industry 
um, just because it's it, it, it's a tough industry to break into. But once you're into it, uh, it's a very tight knit community. And I don't know, I'm just a huge fan, and I just love what we're doing. And prepping for this interview, uh, I got caught up into your guys' comics, but I also know that I've noticed that you guys are involved with Scout from another aspect of it. How did you guys get connected um, from doing the more managerial and other aspects of like that of Scout? Well, it kind of all happened organically. Um, what it ended up happening is I uh, became friends with Jim Pruitt and uh, Brendan Deneen, and I started ha helping out more and more uh, when they needed just needed things in general. And my background is in sales and marketing. Okay. So, which kind of leads me to where I met Don. Uh, Jim asked me to come out with them to San Diego Comic-Con to help run pitch meetings because San Diego and the comic industry is kind of like our Sundance Film Festival. Right. It's where a lot of executives from Hollywood come out and they uh, try to option or pick up properties. So, you know, Jim wanted me to run point. Because um, again, I, I have a lot of experience uh, speaking in front of crowds. So I did. I coincidentally met Don. He was one of uh, the pitch meetings that we have because he own, uh, runs a production company or, with uh, Jeremy Renner called Combine. And a 30-minute meeting turned into an hour and a half. Uh, Don and I uh, kind of came up organically this idea that I had that I was going to pitch to Image and Dark Horse called The Mall. And uh, it came up and Don loved it. We decided to work together and kind of the rest is history. And since then, just because, you know, I'll let, actually, I'll let you pick it up from there, Don. But uh, I've just been growing back office-wise, uh, more and more responsibility as the time went on. And just things have been amazing. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I met James. I was there. Uh, I had done the Rift, so I'd done my first comic, and I really loved it. And I wanted to – I was also in the film business, and I just saw the connection. I mean, I saw how my comic, how what, what it, how much better it was creatively for me as a writer, but also – the advantages as a producer to have this thing that people could look at that was visual that they could read. So I wanted to get more into it. And we were taking meetings with uh, different uh, comic publishing companies and Scout was one of them. And I met um, James and Jim and, and I don't know if Brendan was there, was Brendan there? I think it was just you and Jim, right? Uh, it was just Jim and I, yep. And, you know, we were just, you know, I, I had the people that work with me there as well. And, and during the course of the meeting, he talked about this idea he had and I just loved it. I mean, I grew up, as a latchkey kid uh, in the eighties in the mall. And, you know, the mall was like where I had my first kiss, my first job, my first crime. I mean, everything about it was just uh, right in line with what I loved. And so we started working together and started writing together. And because of that, we were on the phone almost every day. So we became friends and, and James would tell me something he was going to do with scout. Like, Oh, I'm going to do this thing. And, and a lot of it, to be honest with you, I was like, okay, dude, go for it. You know, it's like, and everything he said, like came true, like he did. And I just watched him and I was just like, man, this guy really knows what he's doing. And it made me really interested in, in just that side of it. And, and, you know, when I had the opportunity to meet the other partners and, and they felt like there was some synergy because I live on the West coast and also a creator, I had books that I was bringing to scout that were getting optioned and it just became synergistic for me to actually join the company. And, and it's been great. I, I love, I love working at scout. I love being able to give other voices a platform and bring other people into the comic business and uh, just, you know, to help it grow with these, with this amazing team of guys has been really rewarding. Yeah. It's, it is really cool uh, to just watch. Cause um, I know we were talking off camera. One of the things that got me into scout, uh, I had Charlie Stickney on my show uh, where he was talking about white ash and through kind of trying to catch up on some of those back issues. I went to the scouts website and I saw you, they had the subscription box and I tested it out the first time. 
And there are so many great stories that I feel like Scout is just putting out a lot of great books right now. Um, and I think that's what attracted me to uh, your guys' book that you guys worked oh, on together, yeah. The Mall. Like, it, oh. there's just, I, I, read, I was reading so much new stuff that we were coming out. And I was like, what did I miss, you know, in the past six months, seven months or whatever it is. And someone was like, you've got to read The Mall. And so I checked it out and I was hooked. So oh, go ahead. Rather awesome. than me talk about it, because I can talk about it and I'll probably butcher it. I got you guys who created it. Oh. Tell the people what uh, what is the mall about? If they've never heard of it, they've never read it, what's it about? Well, we were kind of inspired by uh, you know John Hughes movies and sort of the mob movies of the 80s. So imagine the princess, the quarterback, and the geek from a John Hughes movie all find out they're related when a low-level Florida mob boss dies and leaves them each a store in the local mall that they find out is secretly a front for the mafia. So they have this kind of dysfunctional family that has to come together. And are they going to, while they're navigating all the John Newsian sort of high school drama, they have to decide whether they're going to break bad or go legit, you know? So it's like well getting, said, a date, well said. getting a date for the prom is one thing, but doing it while the mm -hmm. Colombian uh, mafia is after you is, is an entirely different story. So um, that's the basic premise. I mean, really what was important to us and what we had a lot of conversations about was what made John Hughes movies so great was that he never overshadowed the kid move, the kid problems with uh, mm -hmm. the sort of plot problems. Like you had an entire movie that was just about they forgot my birthday or whatever. So we really tried to make sure that in every issue of the mall, the teenage problems ne were never overshadowed by the mafia problems, even though the mafia problems were like drug dealing and assassins and whatever. We always wanted to try to elevate the, the teenage problems almost over that those mafia problems, which is something we try to do to keep it grounded and, and kind of fun. No, I just, I had an absolute blast working with Don. I mean, the concepts, like just the, the brainstorming sessions that we had are just, we're a lot of fun, man. But what I was saying is that season two, I can't wait to get into it. And you know, the hardest part of, I think from a writing standpoint is establishing all those characters. We've done that now and it's gonna be really fun going into season two writing these characters and just have even adding more depth to them. I, I get excited. That's how it was with Solar Flare, uh, where it just becomes a lot easier, I think, uh, from a writing point of view, once you have things established. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny that you both were talking because about it, like, I want nothing more than to be in that room to hear, like, where did the concept mm -hmm. of this idea of, because you are, you're talking about two beloved genres, right? Uh, the John Hughes mm -hmm. movies, um, but then also like the Colombian gangster, you know, like you have those aspects and what, where did the idea to merge those two into a story come about? Oh, I can tell you exactly where that came from. <laughs> so uh, again, like Don said earlier about uh, the mall is near and dear to me as well. It's the best, we used to go there every weekend during my childhood, it wouldn't seem like every weekend, but uh, in my mall in Fort Myers where the story takes place, we have a mall called the Edison Mall and that's where it's loosely based off of and there was a uh, store that all they sold was um, organs. That's it. And I remember, I mean, I got bet by my friends to go into that store. Uh, just, it was always in like prime location, like the prime real estate, uh, right across from the food court. And I always wondered how the heck they stayed in business. Uh, I tried to convince my dad to open up a comic book shop in that mall. And we found out like a really low rent. This is back in the early nineties that uh, the rent was like 10 grand a month back then for a place that wasn't nearly as, I don't know, uh, foot traffic wise as right across from the food court. 
So I asked my dad one day, I'm like, hey, how, how can they afford uh, the organ store to stay in business? And uh, he chuckled. He's like, it's what they call fronts, son. And I'm, I started laughing. I'm like, he started laughing. I'm like, what's a front? And he kind of explained where, you know, you take basically uh, a legitimate business to lose money in order to write off uh, expenses from another business. So I had a, a valuable lesson that was learned uh, from my childhood, from my dad. So it really came from my dad and from that scenario. And by the way, that store is still open to this day when so many other stores have come and gone in the mall, but that Oregon store is alive and kicking. So that's really where it came from, man. It's, uh, it, it's a, I always think that's a cool story. That's awesome. So have you, have you taken your com comic book to that store yet? This year? Oh no, because I'm afraid that it's, it's like, I, I strike the like our story kind of a little too close to reality. I don't want to upset anybody because <laughs> so, very well could be mob related. If, if James disappears, we know uh, it was this. Yeah, podcast. you know why. Uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll, if he disappears, I'll remove the video. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, no, we need it. We need it for evidence, man. Yeah, that's right. Or you guys should probably remove it just for your own safety. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don, how was it coming into kind of like coming apart? coming a part of it with it and um, creating those, the story together as a team rather than individually. Well, it was great, man. I mean, look, I, I love, you know, look, what I do for a living is sort of write stories and collaborate with people. And, and, you know, James and I established a really quickly, a, a, a great friendship. So we enjoyed speaking with each other. And I think, um, you know, we just, the characters just, you know, we, he had some character ideas and we just like reworked some of the characters and came up with some ideas together and, you know, really, the characters that really jumped. I mean, we love all the characters. I mean, I really fell in love with all of them, but you know, he already had this kind of idea for this uncle that I, that was really kind of close to home for me, uh, based on some of my relatives and, um, and just, you know, obviously I connected to, you know, the, you know, each character in a way was connected. And we also looked at some of these archetypical, uh, John Hughes characters and, and we're like, how do we make, I mean, what was great about John Hughes is he'd take the stereotype, like the princess, and then he'd show us that really she's not, as shallow as you think and she, they, he'd give you more of their background and the nerd the nerd wasn't you know, he kind of shattered the stereotypes in a way and made you humanize them and it's really what we wanted to do was go into each character and find out find their kind of soul and, and what made them special and, and make them symp sympathetic so that was all just a blast I mean I, I'm excited I've written a lot of comics at this point and I'm probably most excited about volume two of the mall right now going in and doing the second semester so to speak of this uh, second quarter so to speak of this book Nice. Well, I was going to ask. I have to, give, uh, I have to give Don complete credit for finding our artist, Rafael Olario. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know how he found him, but what a gem. Uh, just such a great guy, and the talent that that guy has is just unreal. To take, you know, our ideas and put it on paper, I, I don't think we could have found a better artist, quite honest, for our story. Yeah, to speak, and that's, about, I, yeah, to yeah, speak about him. credit for you, buddy. Well, to speak about him for a second, I mean, I, I, I got a bunch of samples and I just, uh, he had sent me a sample that I liked and it was really cool, really, like, I just loved it. I thought it was really cool and uh, reached out to him and he had never done a comic before. He had just done these sample pages or like these few pages and he was an architect who wanted to draw comic books. And so you can see his style kind of develop a little bit as the ball goes along, but we just love him. He's super talented. He's drawing a book for me right now called Unicorn that... Uh, He's about halfway through and hopefully he gets done at some point soon so we can um, move him back over to the mall. But he, he's definitely a gem and a super talented guy and really nice guy as well. He lives in Brazil and he's a solid dude. So 
Yeah, well, the it's. I'm glad you brought up the art because I think it it just ties in so well with the story that there's so many different routes you can take with the art, right? You could go, uh, but I think with this type of story, like the route that you guys went with the style of art is just a beautiful choice. So um, I think it complements it really well because you, if you've read comic books, you've definitely had this sometimes where you feel a disconnect from like the story yeah. and the art, like it doesn't match or they don't they don't complement each other well, but it this is a beautiful representation of where the writing and the art complement each other very well. Thanks, man. I, we both feel that way too, for sure. Yep. Well, I was going to ask, and you guys have both brought it up a little bit is, was this it for the mall or is there more? And it sounds like you guys have at least more ideas that you guys are hoping to play with here a little bit soon. Is that correct? James? Yep. Oh, absolutely, man. We have, uh, we have uh, quite a few ideas. We'd love to do it, like uh, Don said earlier, kind of instead of seasons, like semesters or quarters, and just follow, you know, these these four main characters. But yeah, um, the plan, I don't know, is is to try to get to maybe uh, you know five six issues, uh, you know, every other year is what I'm hoping. It's just we've been quite honestly really busy uh, doing back office stuff for Scout that both of our writing careers have. <laughs> not necessarily been on hold, but we haven't been able to focus. That's kind of uh, the part of our career that has kind of been put on a hi hiatus while we're working in the back office with scouts. So we have a lot, as far as scout goes, there's a lot, a lot of news that we're going to be uh, sharing coming <laughs> over the next month. A lot of amazing news, I think. Um, so uh, yeah, we are hoping every year, year and a half awesome. to, to revisit these characters. Yeah, and a, if you're watching this and or listening to this and you're not following Scout um, on social media, like, you guys are missing out because you guys have dropped a lot of big news the last couple weeks anyways. So um, definitely be following Scout on online uh, if you guys are interested in what they're doing because you find out you guys are, like you said, you guys are growing and moving and doing some big things. But this is what's nice about this. I do think about this issue is, like, they are – It's you're satisfied with the ending, but you're, like – you want more like you like, okay, this is a world that you guys have created. So it's nice to hear um, that whatever it is that this is hopefully a world that we're going to get to explore um, and play in a little bit more um, as readers and fans because um, Especially now that you've like you said you've established the groundwork and now it's just is like I can't even imagine where you guys are going to be taking this. <laughs> we have we have some big surprises that uh, we're excited about that um, You know, we've we've already worked out. So we're yeah, we're definitely excited to jump back into the world. So as we start to kind of wrap this up, since we've been talking about the mall, we've been talking about John Hughes uh, and kind of the gangster. Is there a John Hughes movie that tops it for you guys or a gangster movie from the 80s like that that kind of tops it for you? I know what Don's answer is going to be. Go ahead, Don. <laughs> What's I mean, your my, favorite my, John, your my, 80s movie? My favorite, my favorite is, um, my favorite is probably Some Kind of Wonderful, you know, which is sort of the- Really? The redux. I thought it was going to be Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, well, that's good. That's not John Hughes, though. That's a great, I love that movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not John. I mean, 80s movies, I definitely love Can't Find Me Love, but I love yeah. uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. I think that's a beautiful film. It's also uh, directed by Howie Deutsch, who is a Buckeye, as am I. So that's obviously an influence. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, that to me is, is, I think, just such a beautiful film and just such a, you know, and just the, the ending of that movie is just so good. I mean, obviously the breakfast club, I mean, is a classic. I mean, it's hard to pick. And I watched all those movies with my kids and my kids yeah. are nine and 12 and they hold up, man. My kids love them. 
my kids respond just as well as I did when I was uh, their age watching those movies. So it's kind of fun. What about you, James? <laughs> Gosh, my favorite John Hughes probably Breakfast Club. I mean, I'm such a big fan of the Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller was amazing as well. Mm. Just so many good ones. And of course, the gangster movie wise, uh, Scarface, Goodfellas, uh, so many different ones. And I'm sure you noticed with our uh, kind of our philosophy, we did, uh, you know, a homage cover to to popular 80s movies for the regular covers. And then we did like the gangster 80s movies for, uh, you know, the, the variant ones. So we had some really cool ones. The only one I wish that we would have done that we never did was the Goonies. That's the the one that got away. Season two, man. We weren't able to, yeah, but yeah, season yeah. two, exactly. So let's, yes. we're going to try to get that one for like a incentive for uh, season two. As people are trying to find, um, you know, just they're hearing this, they're intrigued by them all. Um, what is, what for both of you, what are some other um, things that you guys have um, that that are out that people can check out that you would say, hey, this is something we'd like you guys to look at or um, get into. Um, is there anything that you guys have that kind of you want to point people towards? Yeah, I mean, I, I have another series called The Source. It's also published by Scout Comics. Um, I have a, a series called The Dark Age that uh, was published by Red Five. It, we're finishing the last issue now. And uh, I also have The Rift, which is the, the, first, the first two issues of that were made into the last episode of the Amazing Stories reboot. But there's two other issues that are almost like two different episodes to show you where the, the series itself would go. Um, but yeah, th those are probably where, where I'd point people next for me. And for me, I have uh, two other series, Solar Flare, uh, which we just finished season three. Uh, both published and then also Long Live Pro Wrestling, which we're about to start season one for that. And all of my stuff is uh, currently published by Scout, probably will be for the foreseeable future. <laughs> I could, needless to say, I'm a homer. But uh, my next title that I'm working on is called Third Wave 99. Uh, that's going to be released in the spring. And uh, the 99 represents the year that it's in, 1999. And it's uh, kind of like a uh, Karate Kid meet or Cobra Kai meets uh, Point Break. Yeah, a lot of, uh, and again, you can get all of that stuff at scoutcomics.com, uh, including Don's The Source, which, by the way, is one of my favorite books, too. Uh, the first two, I think issue two, Don, is my favorite issue that, oh. out, out of the four. I just love it. Everything oh, fires on all cylinders for it. But The Source oh, is like Harry Potter meets uh, The Matrix, you know. Magic is real and been outlawed, and uh, there's like a yin and a yang. Uh, it's just such a, it's a great story, and um it was you and Joshua Malkin. Joshua's yeah. a great guy as well. But uh, the art there, uh, Leno, is it Caravello is the artist? Yeah, another Caravello. great find. Yeah, Carvello. another Brazilian guy. Another Brazilian guy, yeah, really talented. Yeah. He did the riff for me as he well. He did the rift. Yep. yeah. That's so cool. And the Dark Age, who does our Dark Age? Did Leno pick that up or no? No, no, that was an artist from Leo Rodriguez. And actually the last issue is being drawn by uh, Pop, Pop Mon, who's a... Um, or Pop Man. Oh, He's, really? Uh, That's awesome, dude. does a lot of Aquaman, Shazam, and stuff like that. He actually went to high school right right next to me, and we've become friends. And he's actually, Pop, if you're watching this, you need to hurry up and finish issue seven. You're <laughs> <laughs> taking too long. No, he's, he's awesome. And he, he's, a, he's become a friend and super talented guy. And I hope to do more with Pop. We're going to uh, maybe create some stuff together in the future. So, And you forgot to mention Loot and Unicorn, by the way, Don. Yeah, I have two books that are coming out that are sort of more for the YA space or kids and teen space. One is called Loot, 
that uh, is drawn by uh, Carlyn Smith, who's amazing, and um, Unicorn, that's Hafiel, who did, who did the mall. Uh, both of those are coming out next year. Um, both of them have already been optioned for film and television. Um, one of them's already been announced, Unicorns being uh, directed by Debbie Berman, who was the editor of Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man. And uh, Loot has been picked up by a streamer for development into a series, but we have not announced it yet. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> wow, that's, cool. that's awesome. So, and are those both, um, are those both Scout or are they different? Those are both Scout, but they're going to be published under sub-labels for Scout. Um, one is, uh, one is going to be published under Scoot, which is a kids and teen label. And one is going to be published under Lit, which is a, uh, more of a young adult, a little, little older than the kids and teen. Nice. So, you guys hear it first. If you guys are in the comics, check out Scout's website and get on those right now um, whenever they do come out. Um, that's exciting. Thank you guys both again so much for just taking the time to just talk about comics. Um, cool, where can people where can people find you, follow you to kind of just see what you guys are both doing so they can stay kind of connected? Don, you want to take that? Oh, well, I'm at, uh, at James Hake on Twitter. I, uh, you know, I pretty much uh, run the Facebook page for Scout. So uh, just contact us there. And yeah, just uh, scoutcomics.com for me. And I know Don's, I think Don's on Twitter as well, at, at Don Hanfield. Yeah, I think it's at and, Don uh, Hanfield. I also have, yeah, at Don Hanfield, I think is the, I also have at Donnie Inc, I-N-K. And I have a, a production company website, Motor, uh, motorbuilt.com that has info about all the film and TV stuff. And people can get me on there as well. And, um, and uh, you know, we also have something that we launched in conjunction with Scout, which is a uh, contest for writers if they have a screenplay or a comic book script, they can enter it in the contest. The deadline's on October 15th. And uh, the winner will get, uh, two winners, one will get a comic book and one will get a series published by Scout Comics and developed option for TV and film. The information for that you can find at script2comic.com, which is uh, script and then number two comic.com. About two weeks till the deadline. So if any, any comic creators out there who have always wanted to make a comic or TV and film writers who've always wanted to have their own film, uh, have their comic, their story made into a comic. It's, it's a great sort of vehicle for that and uh, would welcome people to enter before the deadline. Awesome. Again, that's so cool. Uh, if you're watching or listening, all the links, uh, everything they've said will be in the description of the YouTube video or uh, the podcast details. Uh, so make sure you guys click those, look it up, figure out, see what what works for y'all um but definitely check it out um again thank you don thank you james both for just taking some time to talk comics uh i know you guys are extremely busy people so it means thanks a lot uh that you guys did yeah it. man thanks for having us thanks for having no us problem, i really appreciate buddy. what you do man it's important to get the word out for comic creators and stuff so yeah really really appreciate what you do thanks again for having us and uh you know let us know if you want any other scout creators or other people to talk to Absolutely, will do. So as we wrap up, hopefully you guys can all find some time to curl up, grab a book, and nerd out. Peace. Awesome. Thanks, man. Take care.